0: Listening to the Sit Down Standout Show, the podcast where people with all abilities and challenges can stand out from the rest, even if they've got to sit down to do it. I'm Ben and Dykstra, the Rolling Dragon, and it's time for this show to take flight. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Sit Down Standout Show, the podcast that gives people with all abilities and challenges a chance to stand out from the rest, even if you got to sit down to do it. I am the Rolling Dragon Ben and Dykstra, and I have a very special guest with me for Cerebral Palsy Awareness Month. He is a man who's traveled to all different places around the world, finding his own unique outlook on life. Whether it's living for five years independently on his own, or hosting his own podcast, When Words Fail, Music Speaks, Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome James Cox. James, how are you? Good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good for the first day of March. It's not too bad.
1: But, man, let me tell you, you have an awesome, awesome radio voice.
0: You know what? People have been telling me that for years.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you got the golden voice, my dude.
0: (laughs) Oh, well, thank you very much. So... (laughs) You have had a very successful podcast. You're in the 200-episode range by now. Congratulations to that. But I'd like to start with, when did you develop the mindset of When Words Fail, Music Speaks? Oh, okay, so it is, uh, came about, and it's at
1: February 10th. We just had a birthday. Um, been doing this for three years. We started in 2020. You know, with COVID and everything, you know, couldn't get out of the house. Oh and, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I've started um I tried seven podcasts before this one and this one just took off. Um mainly it's cause because of my co host, Blake Mosley. Um he's a he is a uh if he is a um he knows a lot a lot about little stuff, you know, little little form of knowledge, you know. Yeah. And uh me and him have depression and uh we just wanted to give something to the public that they can come to every week and sit down for an hour and just relax, you know, just just take time off from their life, concentrate on what we're talking about. Because music and, and, and depression goes hand in hand. Music can, can can help with depression and or and or anxiety and we never want to feel the way and and we never want them to feel the way we do when we're depressed.
0: I can totally understand that because when I was building this podcast, I didn't ever any- want anyone to feel lonely or like the world's against you because unfortunately accessibility has its issues everywhere. Not just in America, okay. not just in Canada, it's an issue all over the world. But you've done yeah. pretty well for yourself over these last couple of years. Uh, You've had a variety of jobs working at Dave & Buster's Outback Steakhouse, and now you're doing this podcast. But what has been your biggest influence in terms of being independent? Because I know your father was working in the Air Force, but we all know that we only have, like, we can only do so much with our disability, but what inspires you to keep becoming an independent person? Uh, I think
1: it's because I want to prove to myself that I can do it. Um, my mom, my mom and dad says we don't need to prove anything to us, you know, because they know that they know that I that I can do it now. Um, my mom and dad did not want me to move out of their house. I moved out when I was thirty years, uh, thirty eight years old. I'm forty three right now, so that makes sense. I moved out in 2017. But I mainly wanted to wanted to prove myself that I could do it, you know, get out there and uh. And my mom and dad say that 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 they're so glad that I, that, that I did that now, because uh, they can they can take care of me the way they wanted to when they were able to take care of me.
0: And absolutely, you should be proud of yourself because no matter what age you are, it's not easy to move out of the place you were raised in to try to. Be 100% responsible for yourself in terms of paying the bills, moving to a new location. That's not easy no matter what age you are. So to anyone out there who still lives with your parents, don't ever feel ashamed as the cost of living is going up all over the world seemingly. And it takes a lot longer for people nowadays with all the options available to find out what kind of job they really want in life and what makes you happy. That's what you should be striving for. Not just what somebody told you or you find in a magazine.
1: Right. But I, I, will, I will, I will encourage everybody to do just stay at home until these uh, prices go down. <laughs> Cause these are insane prices, dude. You know, inflation's is real. You no.
0: Know. Absolutely, it's ridiculous. But going back to the jobs that you've had, which one do you feel has been the most difficult for you? And were you accommodated according to what you need for your accessibility or not?
1: <clears throat> okay, so I worked at a, a college, a library, a thrift store, baby Busters, and Outback, where I work now. Um, I can't really say... I can't really say that you're... They were hard for me because every job I had, um, the my my manager slash boss has made accommodations. Um, I can tell you that when I when I applied for um Outback, I got interviewed the next day that that, that I played, and uh, I I I can't walk, I can't stand up up a lot, you know, for long until I get my, to, uh, until I get kind of woozy, you know. So they 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 offered me the uh. The the opportunity to sit in a, in a in a chair and wait till people come in because I'm a host at at out outback and so they give me the opportunity to sit in chair until they come in and and then I get up and take them to the table so there oh, there there has always been opportunities where I was um allowed certain things to make my job easier so so I had no. No problem with with any bosses. They've all been amazing for me, you know?
0: I... That is awesome. I can really appreciate that because, I mean, I've tried to get jobs for years, but it often feels like when you're going through the interview process, it seems like in their minds they're going, okay... How can we accommodate him without costing us thousands of dollars or risking destroying property? Because I mean, I have one of the big power chairs and my first job was at a museum. So it's like, okay, how do we retain the old timey feel, but maintain accessibility at the same time? So regardless of whether you're applying for a job or you are someone who owns a business, it's a difficult balance.
1: Right. Well see, I will say that I, I have a very mild case of cerebral palsy. Um one where I can walk walk with a walker. I got a walker with me right now. And I have uh, minimal um I have arthritis in my knees, but I'm taking medication for that. So that that, that really does act up as much as I would want it would uh would need it to. Um but yeah, but I have a very, very rare I have a very mild case of cerebral palsy, so I don't need a power chair like 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 somebody you know would need. Um, you know, I just walk with a walker and, and take my medications for my for my arthritis. So, well, that's uh.
0: de- that's definitely a very good thing to hear because, unfortunately, like I mean, I don't need a power chair, but it just makes my life a lot easier. Right, but right. I mean, there are cases of cerebral palsy that are a lot worse than us. So it's also important that we maintain yeah. a sense of gratitude for the fact that we don't have things much worse than they already are.
1: That's true. That's true. Yeah, because there's a lot of people worse off than us. Absolutely. And I, and I and I never take take it for granted. You know.
0: Now, given that it is Cerebral Palsy Awareness Month, as we're recording this in the month of March. What do you think our biggest responsibility is as creators for raising awareness to members of the non-disabled community about the challenges of cerebral palsy and raising awareness to members of the cerebral palsy community that you're not alone? Right. Well, I
1: think that uh, many people, I don't know about nowadays, but back then, they look at they look at people with disabilities like, like a plague, you know. They wanna uh put them in um hospices or whatever and just won't give them jobs, you know, won't do nothing. But cere of cerebral policy awareness much, and it enabled us to allow us to tell to tell them that we can do anything that, that everybody else can do. You know, we're just not at home alone sitting down in the chair all the time you know
0: yeah it's it's amazing with technology how quickly time has changed because as you said back then it was like all right he's got a condition we can diagnose it but at this point let's put him in a group home and throw away the key essentially but now as time has gone on it's so much easier for people to say all right he's got this condition it's going to be a work in progress to see how we can make his life easier. But we'll put forth a good effort about it.
1: Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I think the more, the more um, that we get out and and talk and talk and self 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 advocate, the more we can do stuff with everybody. Because I know that there's um one uh, guy, um, cerebral palsy who has cerebral palsy played in Breaking Bad. You know,
0: oh, I that, did not uh, know that.
1: Uh, yeah, so we're we're slowly getting there, you know, but we're not quite there yet, you know.
0: One movie role at a time, my friend. One movie role at a time.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: I remember for a while, I used to be mad at Patrick Stewart for the fact that it was like, you're playing a disabled character, yet you can walk. It's like, just give me a bald cap and I could play that role.
1: Right, exactly. Exactly. But, but then again, that's why it's called acting, you know?
0: That's so. true. That's true. Yeah. So your podcast focuses mainly on how music and listening to music can fix or aid in depression issues. Now, what music has spoken to you the most? Because I remember listening to an episode of yours where you were talking with a few English gentlemen about Nirvana.
1: Nirvana, yeah, thank you for bringing up. Man, Nirvana. And Nirvana was back in the day. Um, For anybody who doesn't know who Nirvana is, uh, um, they were a band back in the, uh, the early 90s. And they played uh like kind of like a punk pop kind of rock type you know all genres mixing the one, and I oh, love Nirvana yeah. so much because I I grew up with uh their album called Never Never Mind their third album, and uh, no but sorry their second album was called Never Mind their first album was called Bleach, and but the 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 the, the, the genre that speaks most to me is country music, you know. Cause I grew up with country music. My mom and dad played country music all all the time when we were going to another state to live, you know, to there and back. And you know, just amazing country music is all all around us.
0: Oh my goodness, dude! I love country music too. I am yes. obsessed with Luke Bryan and Luke Combs.
1: Luke Luke Combs is like the, okay. So Luke Combs and uh, Chris Stapleton. I, I I think it's bringing back old old style country. You know.
0: Now you mentioned taking medication for arthritis in your knees and listening to music to cure depression. Now, even though you and I are both successful in our podcasts and in our home lives, I'm sure. But how do you practice self care for when the days get a little rough? Yeah. Uh, deep. Okay. So.
1: Okay. So you want to talk about depression? Okay. Yeah. Good. Okay. So depression for me, I I form depression in. Two thousand and five, I think. Um, and my mom, and my mom noticed it because I was, I was falling into like a, like a very sad state, and that she noticed that I was normally happy and outgoing and this and that. And, and she said, "Um, hey, dude, we we need to, you know, see if you have depression." You know, well, she didn't do it at first, but so she took me into the doctor, you know, just to get tested on everything, you know. To find out! I I was depressed. I I I came down with uh, clinical depression because it it falls in my mother's side. Uh, you know, depression is like a it's like an, an, an inheritable an inheritable trait.
0: Oh yeah, genetic.
1: Right. Yes. Thank you. Genetic. That's the word. Yeah. Yeah. So um yeah so two thousand five I I came down from uh with depression, I had some. Some medication um, there, and I just got off my medication to what last year or the year before. But that, 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 now, now that doesn't mean that, 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 that I will never get back on it, you know? I mean, there's always ways um, that your mind will play tricks on you and say, hey, dude, you need, you need some, you know, I mean, come on, we gotta wake up, we gotta get back on it, you know? So,
0: Oh, yeah. and me I totally understand that. I've had high anxiety since I was 12. And what's important to point out here, for any of our listeners who might be struggling with mental health challenges, be sure to not necessarily watch what a person is doing and how they're behaving, but try to talk it out and listen. What you need to do is if you feel that your child is dealing with some issues, take them to the doctor and It might feel a little awkward. It might feel a little uncomfortable, but be sure to test everything because you never know. It could be something you inherited from your great uncle a thousand years ago. It could be something completely new that we're still discovering about the human brain. And the important thing also is that I believe medication is an aid, not an answer, something that can help you solve, help you manage your problems, not solve your problems, because there's going to be times where you might feel that you need it to help you get through your day. But then there are times when you might feel like it's having the reverse effect on you. And that's when it's time to switch and get off of it. Now, I know the weaning process is not very fun, (laughs) but the important thing is, is that these are aids, not answers to help you figure out your problems. The important thing is that you communicate. Hey my fellow standouts, it's the Rolling Dragon Ben and Dykstra here to ask you a couple of questions as we've reached the halfway point in our program. Has life thrown you a curveball? Have you lived with what many people would consider unfortunate circumstances or unique challenges? How have you turned them around into something positive for yourself and for others? Is it your time to stand out from the rest? Well then, register as a guest at www.rollingdragonmedia.com and get ready to stand out from the rest. And now, for the rest of our story.
1: Yes. Yeah, communication is key because without my mom saying, hey, dude, you need to, you need to check it out, you know, I, I, I would probably be, I, I don't know where it would be, you know.
0: All we know think- is it wouldn't be good.
1: Yes. 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 It is pretty sad because I always, always hate hearing about, you know, uh, suicides and people harming themselves, and, and that's something that needs to be shared more because I think nowadays a lot of people don't don't like to talk about it. On my podcast, we we open it up, you know, we say we we talk about suicide, we talk about harming everybody, you know, we harming themselves, because I think I think if if someone hears my podcast about someone who's done that before, they're like, okay, well, I can get, you know, I mean, that music speaks to me too. You know, maybe I can can get past that by listening to do da-da-da, you know?
0: Yeah, you're trying to provide a comforting and a helpful escape for the problems of what's going on. And one thing that I definitely think is something that needs to be said Although, if you were to commit suicide right now, your pain would be gone from you, but you alone. You would have simply passed it on to someone else to live with for the rest of their life. So that's one reason why if you are feeling depressed, if you are feeling there is an urge to commit suicide or anything else on that level, you're not alone. There is hell. You just have to, well... I was going to say be patient, but you have to try your best to reach out because it's out there. You just have to know where to look.
1: Oh, oh okay. It's so great that you said that, because, because uh, we work with a company called BetterHelp.com, and if you go on BetterHelp.com and, and sign up with them, you can get 10% off um your first month by, by entering our code MUSICSPEAKS. So that's we- one you can, yeah.
0: And we'll certainly have that in the show notes below because we want to help as many people as we can. Whether you've listened to this show for like even 60 seconds, if something connects with you, then that's what we want to do. We feel like we've achieved something. If you've even listened to our messages for only a minute.
1: Right. Exactly. Yeah. Because um, I used to be so focused on... Okay, so when I first started this podcast, I used to be so focused on... On comparing myself with others, you know, and you can't do that, you know, you just gotta take one day at a time and start comparing e- yourself with others, and that really, really got to me. But going back to what you said, um, we've had a lot of people listen to our podcast, you know, and I always think to myself, if one person hears it and, and uh, and and uh, gets Gets to feel better the minute after you listen to the podcast. That's that's all I want, you know.
0: Absolutely, because we're not here to try to make millions of dollars from doing this. No, we're not here to try to toot our own horns. Even though we are sharing our own experiences, we're here to try to improve the lives of our listeners by talking about these hard subjects. Right. A- absolutely. So, you've been around the block a few times, but. I would have to ask you, what advice would you give to the members of the non-disabled community to create a more inclusive and accepting environment?
1: More accepting. Don't judge us by our looks. you know. I know that I walk with a with a weird gait, and uh, and and uh, yeah, there's people who who walk, who walk with walkers, wheelchairs. But don't don't just use my recovery, because more than likely we are like some of the nicest people on earth. Really. <laughs> you know? I don't like to toot my own horn, but I like to think I'm pretty nice to, to everybody. You know, I, I say yes ma'am, no ma'am, no no, ma'am, yes sir, no sir. You know, because I grew up that way. Um, But uh, yeah, just give us a chance and uh, we will prove you wrong or we'll prove you, prove you right. No.
0: Yeah, and if you don't take a chance on things in life, then you're really going to miss out. Right, exactly,
1: exactly. And life should be the way that you want to live it,
0: you know? I mean, because you only get the one.
1: Right, Yes. exactly. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I remember saying to a friend of mine, because I'm Canadian, I said, you know, we get the Canadian politeness a lot because... When we go somewhere else, like we go to Mexico for a vacation, we'd like to come back in one piece. And also, we're nice because it's not wintertime. If you haven't yeah. seen an angry Canadian, you haven't been there in the wintertime.
1: Wintertime. Well, oh, for me, wintertime is more than the most awesome times out on Earth, you know, because I love wearing my jackets. But I can't handle the real cold, you know, the snowy weather. I can't do no. that.
0: No, yeah. Yeah, it it wears out my knees. Right, right. So you've already achieved getting off your medication, living in your own, living on your own for like five years now. You've gotten to two hundred something episodes of your podcast. What are some goals that you have in mind for the future? I hope
1: I will not hope because I will do this one. I will turn this into a business. You know, whether it being um, a business, um, a external business, you know, having a building and and everything where people can come in and get interviewed, and we help help out the community, or whether it's just this, you know, just remotely online, um, you know. But 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 I really want to be become a business because I think that I can help many, millions around the world, just like you are right now.
0: Well, uh-huh. we're trying one day at a time, my friend, yeah. yes, sir, yes, sir. <laughs> I would love the idea of seeing you with your own studio getting like the big d j yeah. headphones on every day and being like, "What up, music speaking since our words are failing us that's right, yeah, um
1: yeah, one thing lately i've been I've been doing is I really don't like working for other people, you know um, and that's not a knock to outback. Outback has been treating me world well, um uh. Dave and Buster's been treating me real well, you know. Um, the library, you know, don't take that out of context. I love working for y'all. I just don't like working, for... I believe that that I I am worth more than what I'm getting paid right now. And I and I believe that's everybody's situation right now, you know, because gas prices are up. You know, I mean, it's 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 becoming harder for us to live, you know, and that's. And that's everybody. That's, that's just not disabled people, you know?
0: Oh, yeah. 100%. And I understand. You're yeah. not unhappy where you're working. You're not unhappy with the way they treated you. You just want to be independent and on your own. You're Right. Right. Yeah. Whether it's to prove yourself that you can do these things, or just for the fact that, hey, we all have our own independent ideas.
1: Exactly. Yes.
0: I mean, when I'm not doing this, I'm auditioning for voiceover work.
1: And that, man, like like I said before, I mean you should because you got to go in the voice.
0: Out of curiosity, when you moved out of your house five years ago, or when you moved out of your parents' house, what was the most difficult aspect of adjusting to life on your own? Because for some people, it can be pretty easy. You make a schedule of what you're going to do in a given week, whether it's going to work, getting the groceries. But then you have the mental health aspect of okay. I've done all my tasks for the day. Now I'm coming home to an empty apartment.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is kind of like a uh, oxymoron, I guess, because I wanted to leave because I didn't like the way that I was. I didn't like my parents' rules, you know, because they got their it's their house, their rules, you know, you know, and and you always hear the term if you don't like it, move, you know, if you, if you don't like being under my house to my rules. Move out, right? Mm-hmm. So, but then, <laughs> when the day that I moved out, I remember crying because I missed my mom and dad so much, you know. And it's very lonely for, and it's very lonely to come back to an empty depart- uh, apartment or house. Um, whereas I came home to my mom and dad, and they're chihuahuas, you know, oh so it yeah, was kind of like actually more for me. I I I like to move by the house because like, I didn't want to um conform to my parents' rules, and they weren't strict at all. You know, I mean, it's just it's just like, you know, son, parents kind of deal. You know, you got rules I don't like. You know, I want to move out. Okay, move out. You know, but uh,
0: oh,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, but as soon as I moved out, I I I missed them so much. You know, so it's, yeah, it's
0: kind of weird, dude no it's not weird at all i totally get it because i wanted to try living on my own for college one summer i lasted two months because it was like everybody had left from the college and then it was like oh you go from the unlimited meal plan to cooking for yourself Yes, that could take quite the toll on you (laughs) (laughs) like meal
1: dude yeah
0: the adjustment period and it was it was not good and besides where i live is a small cottage country town and then you live in college, which is in a big city, that's quite the shock to your system. So, for anyone out there who's in a wheelchair that is adjusting to a new way of life, there's no shame in crying about it. No matter what your gender is, there's no shame in feeling like, What did I do?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I, 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 I kidding, I jokingly encourage people to not go away from home. But then again, it's like, Okay, well, I mean, if you want to, you can, you know?
0: Yeah, Yeah, 100%. But I think, well, of course, eventually we all have to move out for the sake of life. But I mean, I feel like it's, it's more important that we try these things. Because if we don't try them, we are not going to grow as people. Just as people that are not disabled. If they don't ask us questions, whether they mean to ask it in a negative way or not, how are you going to educate yourself if you don't ask questions? And that's why, depending on the tone you use, I don't get mad.
1: Yeah, because I always encourage everybody to ask me what disability I have. Like, you know, I, I never get mad. You know, I, I, I never get offended. I never get upset. Um, I always welcome people. If you don't know what I have, please ask me. Because, you know, like you said, how else are you going to learn? You won't learn until you ask, you know?
0: Right. And that's one thing where it's like, I don't mind anyone asking me about these things. But you also have to remember to not assume things. Like, I hate it when someone says to me, oh, were you in an accident? I'm like, no. Or if somebody says to me, "Uh, do you ever wish you could walk? I would always just say that if it was meant to happen, it would have happened. Right.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Got to take it very, very lightly, you know.
0: Oh, Oh, yeah. I mean, for me,
1: I love to joke with people. You know, um, that's just the way I am. It's just the way I've been made. I guess in life, um, oh yeah. And a lot of people think that it's that it's rude to ask us with, with 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 you know disabled people, but no, not for me. Um, you know, y'all y'all can come to me and say you know what happened to you, I don't mind answering any question. Any question you want to ask me, go ahead. You know?
0: Yeah. And I would say the same thing 100%. If anyone does have a question about cerebral palsy or about me specifically, you can ask the question on our website at www.rollingdragonmedia.com. You can also leave us a five-star review if you think we've earned it. I know I do. Yeah. And as we start to wind down, James, where can people find you if they want to listen to your podcast or find out what other stuff you're up to on your social media?
1: Yeah, so the best place to, be, to 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 find us is at WinWordsFail dot WinWordsFailMusicSpeaks dot com. You can get everything there. You can get our contact information, all over our all of our social media. You can go to our merchandise page. Um, we are doing articles now, so we have other people writing for uh, for us about their musical experiences, life. Um, so www dot com.
0: Well, James, it has been a pleasure to have you on our show. Let's make sure that the music is always speaking, my friend. And that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Sit Down Standout Show. He is James Cox. I am Vinny Dykstra, and we shall see you next time.